Hello, Pastor Steve Waldron with Biblical Archaeology Today. I'm so grateful you're here with us, and I'm so thankful to be your host. Today, we're going to look at sea monsters, specifically. <laughs> you know, Leviathan's mentioned in Scripture, of course, a whale. Great fish swallowed Jonah. And uh, there's some other scriptures that tend to refer to large things in the sea. Let's go through a few. There's a list on mythology.net of 15, I think it is. We're not going to go over the supposed chimeras, uh, human shapeshifters, or half-human, half-fish like mermaids, but we'll go over to some others. So let's just get started. Possible cryptids. Again, thanks for being here. There are also those who wonder if the answer may be more promising on whether there are sea monsters. The majority of the world's oceans are still largely unexplored, and boy, that's a fact. Most of the landmass in the world is as well, to at least scientific exploration. This makes it possible for these creatures from myths to be cryptids, not just myth. There are many pseudoscientists who are hopeful they will discover these strange creatures with diving technology improves. And I'll say, not just pseudoscientists, there's other scientists as well. Some also speculate the strange appearance of the reported creatures could be linked to the early sea dinosaurs. I would agree with that. 1938, they discovered the coelacanth that they thought had been extinct for tens of millions of years, and now they catch them on a regular basis. It's possible that the sea monster cryptids are descendants of early dinosaurs and other megafauna. So we come first to Cetus, and that's really a Greek word for whale. As a matter of fact, the study of whales today is known as cetology. Cetology, and Jesus used this basic term, or at least a cognate of it, in uh, Matthew 12. So in Greek mythology, it's common for a sea monster referred to as a Cetus. This term is fairly vague. Based on context clues, however, it seems that Cetus was some sort of serpent, dragon, shark, whale, or fish. Now, one of the things you'll notice is a lot of times they are seen as somewhat of a serpent, and these would be on the front occasionally of Viking ships. And it seems like they really hotbed in that area, in the North Atlantic, North Sea. And so if I had to guess, even like Loch Ness Monster in Scotland, and then, the, of course, the Orkney uh, sea monster that washed ashore in 1808, September 25th, that these would be leftover dinosaurs. This is, I think that makes the most sense. Um, and then there was a Carbitus, uh, a Greek monster called Carbitus, who terrorized sailors and warriors when they tried to pass through the Strait of Messina. It said that Carbitus lived under a small rock on one side of the Messina Channel. She is thought to have been a daughter of Poseidon Gaia, who turned into a terrible monster by Zeus. And uh, so who knows? The Cyrene Croin in Scotland, there we have that again, a terrifying creature known as the Cyrene Croin lived to terrify its victims before consuming them in one bite. The creature was a typical water dragon or serpent shape. There's that again that is vicious and terrifying. Um then mythology could shapeshift into regular fish and then get you. Um, fin folk, we're not going to go into that. Mermaid sorcerers. Grindelows, water demons that appear from British folklore. 
most common in the county of Yorkshire. Uh, demons that like to wait in cold water for a victim. Yeah, I don't think that's anything. Boy, alligators do that with dogs and everything down here in South Georgia. Uh, Jingu, and I'm surprised Makola Mamimbe is not in here, but... Let me go off the coast of Cameroon. The Jingo is an example of a sea monster who seems to mean well. Although they're thought to be very beautiful mermaids with extremely curly hair, gap teeth, smile. They live in both rivers and seas. See, I, I just don't think so. Uh, Dormengar, Dormengar, another famous sea serpent is the Midgard serpent who is named Dormengar. This serp, this excuse me, creature was a child of giants, Loki and his father. Of course, we wouldn't believe any of that. He was therefore the enemy of the gods. Therefore, there are many fearful things associated with the Midgard serpent, but perhaps most terrifying was the prospect of Ragnarok. This was thought to only be held off by the fact that the German god had wrapped himself around Midgard and held his own tail in his mouth. Now, that's still a very, I see this all over the place. I'm in the UPC. They use this dragon tail imagery that they shouldn't, obviously. Had wrapped itself around Midgard and held its own tail in its mouth. It sought this action is what holds the world together. Now, I do want to say this. Satan causes fear. You know, perfect love. God is love. Cast out fear. So a lot of these, I think, are just fearful things. Uh, a kappa is a water imp. Don't believe that. Now, Kraken, let's look at this. I also want to say this. The giant squid is another thing that I'm sure when sailors have seen it in times past must have totally petrified them. So the Kraken is an infamous sea monster who is known to terrorize sailors off the coast of Norway, again the North Sea. This enormous beast was thought to release a substance made up of its previous meals, similar to chum into the water when it wanted to feed. Okay, the ink from a squid. This would cause an impressive amount of fish to flock to the area in order to feed on the bait. Kraken will reach up and swallow them all, then fall into a deep sleep when it digested the food. Um, it's sometimes hypothesized that the tale of Kraken was inspired by sightings of giant squid. It's partially because of the description of the anatomy of these creatures, partially because giant squid are known to use similar hunting methods. Um, when a ship tried to steal food from the beast or bothered it in general, the Kraken created a terrible whirlpool. Raise its tentacles out of the water and capsize the vessel in question. Then you have Leviathan, which is kind of a euphemism for Satan in parts, but it also seems to be that it is referring to a literal creature like Behemoth as well. Leviathan started out, this is kind of a mythology, a gentle creature, then was content to roam the seas with its partner, soon have it corrupted and became a creature that loved to cause chaos and destruction. In order to save the world, Yahweh was forced to destroy the female Leviathan so they could not reproduce. The male Leviathan was left for the time to roam the oceans and cause mayhem. He was known to have many dragon-like abilities, impossible to kill. See, I don't think any of that is in scripture at all, but Leviathan itself, maybe. Um, sirens, we're not going to go into Scala, we're not going to go into Umaboza, the most terrifying sea monster in Japanese mythology. Mythology is a terrible Umboza, though many monsters appeared when the seas were stormy or other dangerous conditions were present. Umaboza preferred to take his victims when they least expected it. 
and Boza would suddenly cause a storm to come out of nowhere, create rays that rock ship, terrified the passengers, and would rise from the sea, a black humanoid figure with hollow eyes and eerie smile. I think that's demonic spirit, obviously. And uh, Vanyanyoy is the last. Uh, it was a disgusting creature to embody the spirit of an unbaptized man. I would say that's mythology. So of all these, you know, maybe Cetus uh, was something, the Seren Croin, maybe something like that. Um, I'm looking for the other one, the Kraken, Leviathan, those would be the only ones I would think would be, if they exist, would be possibly an extinct dinosaur. And uh, you might want to look up our podcast on the Orkney Sea Monster. We've also done one on that at our New Life of Albany uh, YouTube channel as well. So, incredible. Hey, God bless you. Thanks for being here with us. Join us daily. Maybe make a notebook of things you find interesting. Leave us five-star review. Helps people find us. And God bless you. Bye-bye.